Welcome to Second Half Now, a listening experience for the 50-plus generation. Second halfers, boomers, and seniors. The mission of this show is to help people learn how to live a life that matters. This is what adds purpose and fulfillment to our days and helps us make sense of this crazy thing called life. Your host is Dr. Dan Critchett, and the show is all about guests and topics that deal with the challenges and opportunities of real people in today's world. If you want to live a life that matters, Dr. Dan is in the studio now, ready to begin today's discussion. Now, let's join your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. Have you ever gotten caught off guard when something happened that you weren't ready for? Have you ever had something happen to you when you wish with all your might that you had been better prepared. It happens to all of us. It really does. That's the way life works. We can't be ready for everything that's going to happen to us, but there are some things that could come into our lives that could leave some damaging, even devastating results. I know it's not easy to talk about some of these things, and sometimes you just want to hope they'll never happen. But in this second half of life, the likelihood of some pretty big things coming our way increases each and every year that comes and goes. So let's face it, today on this show, you can decide what you want to do with what you hear today, but at least hear it. The title of today's show is, Who Pays the Price When You Don't Prepare? You are listening to Second Half Now, a radio show, podcast, and live events uniquely designed for the age 50 plus generation. This is where we discuss the things that are important to us in the second half of life. I want to welcome you to the discussion, invite you to pull up a chair and join us at the table. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and our mission is helping today's 50-plus American live a life that matters. In studio today, I'm really happy to introduce Annie Durkoop and Dennis Catmull. Annie and her husband, Mark, have been involved in an organization called Return Ministries. Now, Mark isn't here today, and we'll explain why in a couple minutes. Dennis is here as a longtime friend and chairman of the board at Return Ministries. And one of the key services of Return Ministries is helping families prepare for the transitions of their aging loved ones, uh, usually their parents. It has to do with decisions that need to be made, often in the midst of disagreement and conflict among family members. Thoughtful preparation is so important for families facing transition And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to jump right into it. First, I just want to introduce Annie and Dennis. Thank you very much for coming in today, and welcome to Second Half Now. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. So I have a story that we're going to tell about. It's a tragic story of a family that had all good intentions, but wasn't prepared for what happened. Can you tell us that story? Yes. Um, I'll kind of do a little back history. Mark had been doing trainings in churches in various locations on how to help your parents be prepared for uh, their end of time. And we were on our way to a retreat, just a a pastors and wives retreat. And we were in the car and I said, you know, I said, you've done all these trainings with everybody, but we don't have any of our stuff in order should anything happen. And he said, oh yeah, I know we've got to get, get that nailed down. He said, but let's just talk about it. Theoretically, if something would happen, what would our desires and wishes be? So we had that conversation on our way to the coast and then three to, two days later on the way back from the coast. We got home on, on Valentine's Day, February 14th of, of 2018, and that was a Wednesday. And Saturday morning, I would wake up to realizing he hadn't come to bed. I ran downstairs, and he was on the floor of the bathroom. And he was still able to talk, but not making a whole lot of sense. 
And so I obviously called 911, and they had thought maybe he uh, was having some blood sugar issues. And But as they went to transfer him onto the gurney, realized that he had a, a dropped side, and so they were treating for stroke. We got to the hospital, and they did a CAT scan, and sure enough, he had had a bleed in the brain. And But they said it has stopped, and we figure he'll be overnight in ICU and then rehab a couple days, and he'll be home. And so uh, that was a Saturday morning, and by Sunday afternoon, he slipped into a coma and was in a coma for three weeks. And when they did the MRIs, discovered that he had had multiple other strokes following that one. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where we have been this past year. We spent about 120 days in the hospital, and uh, we are in an adult foster home right now and continuing to make progress. But... (laughs) <laughs> we were not prepared. Yeah, thank you, Annie. It's so difficult. I can just see it. It's really hard for you to tell that story, not just because you're verbalizing, but you experience that, and you have all the feeling and all the emotion. What I want to draw from that is this, that a lot of people have those very same good intentions that you and Mark had driving to the coast and back, and that had been his work. Right. He had helped people do the preparation, and I want to talk to the listener who has those good intentions but hasn't put some of those things in place. And I would like to, a little bit later, I'd like to talk about some of those things that we really should be thinking about because uh, stuff is going to happen. Uh, in fact, uh, I had a guest a while back that uh, he says, what do you do when the shift hits the fan, meaning the shifts and the transitions sure. and all that stuff. So thank you very much. I really appreciate that. So Dennis, you've been a close friend of the Dirk Coops for a long time. You've been on the board, now chairman of the board of Return Ministries. And you've been with Annie side by side. You've been there with Mark and Annie and, and the kids. So what's your observation as she has gone through this whole thing for the last year? Well, and thank you, Dan. And I just want to share I'm, um, that I'm very proud of Annie, you know, just for being here today. Yeah, I've known these guys over 20 years and, um, and been in ministry with them. So I know how they work. I know their heart and passion for who they serve. But I want to paint another little picture. You know, when we think about someone who's had a stroke, you know, it's, strokes are various in how they affect individuals. Some recover quickly, some linger for months and slowly start to recover. But this was, this was pretty massive. This is a pretty serious, you know, Mark laid, has laid sedentary pretty much for the entire year. Um, because of the, the, the level of stroke he's had, he's, he's been trached and, and been on feeding tubes. And so I want you to imagine what that looks like. For a man who was, you know, living life every day and serving God, uh, now he's just bedridden and cannot communicate, cannot. So that in itself, that to walk in is a shock when you know who Mark is. But what I want to say about Annie through this journey is, is that early on doctors were saying there's really not much hope, you know. And through that, I, I watched Annie from the very first day I was in the hospital within hours after this call. And watching Annie standing in a corner in fear, not knowing how to respond and react to Mark's, you know, bodily reactions. Mm, and yeah. it was horrific to see. I mean, everything flooding in, all of us, all the anticipation and the unknown and everything. And what's going to happen is, is he going to live or not? Or what am I going to do? And how am I going to step up to this? We're not ready. I'm not ready. Exactly. And, yeah. and she demonstrated all those emotions plus. Mm. And so, but again... Um, she, I remember her standing up to doctors and saying, we are a family of faith, and we believe God has not done working with Mark, and we're going to pray through this process, regardless of what they say. And so, you know, she stood steadfast in that and her love and commitment to Mark. But I want to say over the last year, 
And there's too many stories to tell of hope and, and despair and mm-hmm. disappointment, but joy. But I can tell you, and I, have, I chronicled this as much as I could with photos, watching this woman transform with, from fear to, to a, an inner strength that I probably think she doesn't even know she had, to be diligent and prayerfully by his side every single day. And I mean every single day, not a day missed, where she would spend hours praying at his side. And walking him through the process. Today when I watch Annie, even in, as he goes through some of these struggles right now, this is no longer a woman standing in the corner in fear. Mm-hmm. Right. She's taking charge. She can name every medical uh, procedure, medicine. Um, not afraid to take care of what she needs to take care of that was the ooh-ick factor. And now mm-hmm. it's just what we do. Yeah. So she is a, a strong woman of faith. Um, the most amazing uh, wife that any man could ever have by his side. Mm. And I often remind Mark of that when I'm with him. Um, but she has come to understand all the fears that have th- been thrown in front of her. We weren't prepared. Where's the, where's the passwords to all the things he took care of, the bank account, the savings account? What do we have? What don't we have? When did the car uh, licensing expire? I've never done that. Mark's taking care of everything. And now you have Annie trying to drive this big bus that... She doesn't know where all the tools are. Yeah. So it's like you said, it's that shift mm-hmm. um, that she got hit with one day. Yep. And none of these things were put in order for them and their household. Right. So if we were to re- rewind the clock, we may not be able to prevent the stroke from happening. Right. But um, you could have been better prepared. Mm. Yeah. And that's your message to the listeners today is I think you're saying in your own words, don't let this happen to you. You may not be able to prevent the accident or the illness or the diagnosis or the death or whatever, but you can be better prepared, and that's gonna gonna set you know it's gonna set you on a different and better course. Right. So thank you, Dennis, for those <clears throat> words about her. So, so Annie, um, what has this experience in your family done to change the way that you look at life? Well, I think yeah. When when Mark was doing these trainings, he was even. Um, at one point when we'd gone back to visit my family, sitting down with my parents and showing them what to do and mm-hmm. what needed to be done. And, and I excused myself from the table because I said, you know, I don't want to hear this. You know, this is right. my parents. Right. I don't want to think about them, right. <laughs> you know, passing on. And um, now I realize that dialogue is so important, mm-hmm. so important. I mean, had we not had that, you know, even despite the fact not being prepared on paper, but had we not even had that dialogue, I, there, I had to do so much fighting in the hospital with the doctors for mm. what I knew Mark wanted. Really? Um, that had we not had that conversation, I don't know how that would have gone. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I even tell young people, I mean, Mark was 51. And the doctors over and over, the neurologist, you know, he's still young. And I said, yes. You know, and I even tell young couples now, it's like, communicate, share the, all those responsibilities mm-hmm. You know, make sure you know what each other's doing. You know, not that Mark was ever hiding anything from me, but I just took it for granted on all that he did. And uh, not that I wasn't capable, but, you know, once it was all me, I realized how much (laughs) I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk toward the end of the show. We're going to talk about some resources or connections. If a person is uh, saying, you know what, we need to just get started. We need to talk to somebody about, you know, what kinds of things should we take care of. So we want to make sure our listeners stay tuned to the end because uh, they'll get some, some hope and some connections uh, and points. So, 
So, Annie, I just want to say this is maybe kind of along the same lines, but I want to ask you what you would do different uh, if you could rewind the clock. Specifically, what kinds of preparations would you make? And we're going to hear that right after the break. So, folks, don't go away. We'll be right back. Do you have aging loved ones who need some help at home? How do you know when it's time to get some assistance? And what are the signs they may not be able to live at home safely? Golden Placement Services specializes in these questions and transitions. They provide professional placement services when it comes time to find a safe, comfortable place for your loved one to live. These are people you can trust, and their services are provided at no charge to your family. Call Diane Delaney at 503-926-2111. That's 503-926-2111. Golden Placement Services. Caring professionals you can trust. Looking for a new home that is affordable, well-built, and only 18 minutes from downtown Portland, then you've got to see the Brunswick Commons condominiums. These great new townhomes are located in the Gateway area and will be completed by November 1st, 2018. Selling for $299.9 with income guidelines for purchase, each home has three bedrooms and two and a half bathrooms. These sturdy and attractive homes are built by Vic Construction Company, an Oregon builder with over 20 years' experience. And at this price, they won't stay on the market for long. For more information, please call Morgan Davis Homes at 503-748-8200. That's 503-748-8200. If you are even thinking about buying or selling a house, you really need to talk to the best in the business. You probably have lots of important questions. After all, it's not just a house, it's your home. Dave Long at 24-7 Properties is the realtor who can answer your questions and provide lots of options. There's no cost or obligation to get his accurate, reliable information that will help you make the decisions that are best for you. Call Dave Long at 503-607-4216. That's 503-607-4216. 24-7 Properties. It's not just your house, it's your home. So thank you very much for listening to those uh, messages from our sponsors. And I also want to mention uh, some of our other sponsors. I want to mention Bob Lum, uh, integrity and service for all your insurance needs. Bob is my insurance guy, and I recommend him to our listeners Jay Tompkins, Products and Strategies for Anti-Aging and Healthy Living. And uh, she's got some good approaches, and I think we're kind of all interested in anti-aging these days. And I want to mention uh, Jackie B. Peterson with Better, Smarter, Richer. And her tagline is, do what you love and make money doing it. That's uh, of interest to a lot of us as we look at retirement or kind of slowing down or winding down or finding other things to do. So today's show is, Who Pays the Price When You Don't Prepare?, and so I'm in studio now with Annie Durkoop and Dennis Catmull. They're representing Return Ministries, but really our focus is the importance of preparing for the unexpected. And I guess the statement would be, don't leave your family vulnerable and unprotected. So we're jumping back into the subject, who pays the price when you don't prepare? And so before the break, Annie, I asked you about what you would do differently if you could rewind the clock a couple of years. Obviously, we're going to talk about preparation, but is there a sense uh, of what you would like to say to our listeners about that? The dialogue is so important. We have adult children now. Our daughter's 22 and our son is 19. And even just talking to them and what a scenario could look like or what things would look like yeah. to help them be prepared. Can I just, uh, I just want to say, just talking about, just having used the word dialogue, 
just carving out a little bit of time and just mm-hmm. talking about it and raising the issue and being bold enough to step out, maybe in some uncomfortable areas, because a lot of these things are just the what-ifs, and we don't know which of them is going to happen, but we want to be as prepared as possible. So I appreciate you saying just talk about it, just get the family together and have a conversation. It's just not for the elderly anymore. Right. I mean, and so what do you mean by that, expand that out? Well, I think, you know, in, in, in growing up, you, you looked at death or, or inc- incidences happening. You would always see it in, you know, older people. Mm-hmm. And now, granted, yes, you car accidents and things like that. But, you know, strokes and heart attacks and all that is just becoming earlier and earlier and earlier in life. Yeah. And it's just not something that we can ignore anymore and think it's just going to happen to you when you are older. Right. Because in your situation, Mark was 51. Yes. And uh, so anybody listening uh, that's even in their 40s, 50s, I mean, it's time to talk. So, Dennis, uh, you've been involved with Dirk Coops and with their ministry and them individually and personally, their music ministry and all kinds of other stuff. And these are people that you care about and others, too, because I know you. I know that you've been involved with other people. And what have you learned about the importance of preparing for the unknown future? Because we don't know. You've had things happen to you that you didn't anticipate, and you've cared for people, been there for them. What words of wisdom can you share with our listeners? Exactly. And again, I, I would say that, you know, Annie's hitting this really just head on um, because that's how it affected her is head on. And even understanding what Mark's ministry was about preparing and helping families understand the value of coming to the table. I would say the, the biggest thing I've learned is, is that we can't be prepared for everything, but we can be smart about our planning for the future. And now that we have children and adult kids, um, there's a lot of couples who get married and have kids and they do a will because someone's encouraged them. And then 20 years, 30 years go by, mm-hmm. the situation changes. Right. I would encourage people to really go back and revisit that. I deal with a lot of elderly people that are in different phases of transition, whether from moving out of their homes into care facilities or being cared by loved ones. And the reality is they have not prepared their, their financial pieces their, their personal things, they have not put those things in order. And so the importance of that is is that it keeps the family together. If there's no order or no plan, then when the kids or the families or loved ones come together to try to figure out what to do in a moment they weren't prepared for, mm-hmm. emotions take over right. the common sense piece. Right, right. So what I, what I would say, just to back up what Annie's speaking of and then what Mark's been working on for these past few years is getting people to understand the process that needs to be in place, to remove the conflict within families Mm -hmm. that don't agree what should happen with mom and dad or with their estate. So those are the things that I think that we miss in a big way. And you're right, I've had my hands in a few of these situations. And when you have to do it under stress or duress, it becomes expensive, emotional, and decisions are made that aren't necessarily the ones you're caring for. Right. You brought up something that's important, too, is the conflict with, uh, in, in families. So, yes. as you know, I've been in the funeral business, and I sat down with people in what we call the arrangement room and say, well, Dad died. Now we need to figure out what to do when there's money involved, when there's stress involved, when there's you know these other uncertainties. It is much different than if it's calm and cool ahead of time and maybe anticipating. But I'd like to, uh, for the sake of our listeners, to maybe list some of the categories or some of the areas of things that they might want to think about looking at preparation. What would some of those be? One of the most simple things is just passwords. I mean, all the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if, you're, if you pay bills online or, or even phone stuff, 
thank goodness, several years ago, Mark had traveled on a mission trip to Kenya, and I had asked him, you know, should anything happen? Here we go back several years ago, even mm-hmm. should anything happen? You know, I said, I don't have any of the passwords. So he had made up a book of that. But throughout the years, a few of those had changed. And then even some stuff that he had done was just in his name and not that he was leaving me out of it, but I'm sure it was just a, you know, set this up. So there's been some things I haven't been able to change because I'm not an authorized user. Okay. So passwords, would you recommend like uh, looking into funeral plans or at least talking about what the preferences would be or? Oh, uh, definitely. Definitely. You know, I know, you know, Mark's always been, you know, I want to be cremated and no, now my kids are like, no, we're not going to do that. I said, no, we've got to honor his wishes. At least I know that. It's not in writing yeah, again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, all, all those things. I mean, we have a good friend who just lost her husband at the mm. age of 52. Yeah. Um, totally unexpected. Right. And it's just like how you're not prepared for that. And she, last minute, is having to go to the funeral home and try and figure yeah. things out. And, yeah. Yeah. There's another category, uh, advanced directive in this whole prepare for uh, medical decisions. Yes and assigning uh, authorization or giving the authority to somebody to do that. Would you want to speak to that a moment? Yeah, because we, um, we were able to kind of find a partial advance directive that Mark had done for his doctor. Ah, okay. But we had no pulse. We had none of okay. that. Okay. And that's all stuff that's, that he had talked mm-hmm. about, too. And you mm-hmm. have it all in a file, and yeah. you have it on your fridge and whatever. And, yeah. and so those were decisions I was having to make for him and yeah. hoping I was making the right ones. Right. Doing what you think yes, what would I be thought, the right yeah. thing at the time, yes. yeah. Because you know his his desire was to not be kept alive, to just be kept alive. So then you're going through your head, okay, is this keeping him alive? Because you know, yeah. so, and I had to argue with the doctors. What would that mean? Because to most of the doctors, it was we need to end things now. Yeah. And I was like, he's not being kept alive by machines or anything. He's doing this all on his own. Yeah. So you know, it's just those constant back and yeah. forth and. I guess I want to say, too, that the preparation doesn't make it easy. No. But it does take away some of the stress and the uncertainty. Yes. Because you still have a big mountain of, of uh, this thing to, to deal with. So, so before our time runs out, and it's doing that pretty soon, Annie, um, you and I have talked about uh, you being one of our speakers uh, in our, what we call our live events. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we focus on churches, particularly in the, you know, the second half of life, those folks but also senior centers and retirement communities. And I know that Mark has done work in that realm. And uh, so I just want to uh, uh, tell our listeners that you would be available to, depends on the topic and what you feel your uh, subject matter expertise would be. But uh, if uh, folks, if you're interested in having Annie as a speaker in in your uh, retirement community or a senior center or in your church, Contact us at secondhalfnow.com and just uh, push the uh, the contact button. Just let me know that, and I'll get in touch with Annie, and then you guys can uh, work out the details from there. So, and Dennis, you're holding the book Decision Tree. Uh, let's get into that. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. So, if that's okay, Annie, I want to talk about this. Yes. Mark um, has worked many years in ministry, but in the last several years, he's been focusing on conflict resolution with families and churches, and um, primarily families. And the Decision Tree book was written by. Um, in conjunction with Mark, Dr. Randall Kinnison, and Kim Christensen. And these are folks that uh, work in the industry of estates and, and planning. And if, you, if a person wants to look at that book or uh, get some more information about it, just go to secondhalfnow.com, contact us. I just got the uh, flash timer, and we're about out of time. So okay. any last words from either of you? I want to encourage the listeners in Annie's behalf to 
really reach out. Yeah. Sometimes talking to people that have gone through these experiences are the best ones to talk right. to. Do we have all the answers? No. Um, but somebody who has walked it, lived it, felt it, and knows more now than they did a, a year ago, right. these are the people that are equipped now to share those stories with yeah. you and encourage you to step up and take a, a plan of preparation. Powerful stuff. And today's show is called Who Pays the Price When You Don't Prepare? Annie and Dennis, I want to thank you so much for coming in today and bringing this light of, of reality. And I hope that our listeners are really taking that in and not put it off. Have a discussion. Contact secondhalfnow.com and uh, we'll get you in touch with Annie and the book. Amazon uh, and other uh, online retailers is where you can get the Decision Tree of Aging. And uh, Mark Durkoop, who is uh, in the adult, what's it called? The adult care home? Adult foster home. Yeah, rehabilitating, right? Yes. And yes. Coming we, back. We are seeing progress every day. Yeah, good. Yes. So, folks, if you have questions about today's topic or have suggestions for other topics or other guests, please contact us, secondhalfnow.com. I want to thank you for listening today. This is Second Half Now, helping today's 50-plus American live a life that matters. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. Saying goodbye for now, and until next time, may God help you live a life that matters. So join us at the table again. Find all of our shows on our website, secondhalfnow.com. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to Second Half Now, a listening experience dedicated to helping the 50-plus American live a life that matters. For second-halfers, boomers, and seniors, as we wrap up this episode, we invite you to take action. Step up, get engaged, do something to learn more. Find out what you can do right now to take a step toward living a life that matters. Connect with us on our website, secondhalfnow.com. Learn the many ways you can listen to the show, share it with others, and actually take some steps in the right direction. Think about it. The opposite of living a life that matters is living a life that doesn't matter. Now that doesn't sound very appealing, does it? Go to secondhalfnow.com and let's explore what's next for you.